0: Welcome to the 32nd edition of the Jaguar Report Podcast. My name is Gus. I'm along here along with my co-host John. John,
1: how's it going? It's going good. That was that was smooth. That was a that was a good introduction. You know, hey you, man, I'm getting worse and worse every week. <laughs> they, I'll be honest, they helped me smooth like transition into it. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Helps to get into character a little bit. Yeah, it does. No, I don't I don't get, need to get into the character. I am the character. I I, <laughs> I, I, I live with this.
0: <laughs> All right, that's a good way to start. Uh, John, the Super Bowl just happened. We were both right, per usual. Uh, not 100% right, per usual. But we
1: picked the Chiefs, and I don't know. Any takeaways from the game? I mean, I thought it was a really fun game. I thought it was... Just as fun as everybody kind of hoped and expected it would be. It, it was weird to see. Like it was obviously cliche or you know, Travis Kelsey keeps finding every camera he can to say the Chiefs are underdogs <laughs> and to say some other odd things. You know, he, he he needs to stop doing interviews for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, huh? you know, the, the Chiefs obviously weren't underdogs, but it was wild to see just how many people like pick the Eagles outright.
0: Yeah, I think there was
1: oh, here comes a Bless you. Oh, bless you. That's two. Is
0: there a third? Wait for the third. Bless you.
1: You know, that's why I muted it.
0: <laughs> I did not want you. Next time, don't mute it. Let the people hear. He mute. Oh, that's five now. Oh, my God. Four. Yeah, that's four. Can we count? Pollen. Pollen.
1: Yeah. The pollen's not good
0: out. Oh my gosh, John! <laughs> okay, okay, you. I'm good. I'm good now. That's a good. <laughs> you overall. all right? I'm Holy all right. Cow.
1: yeah! I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> Whew! Yeah. All right. Um, Super Bowl. Yeah, Jalen Hurst was really cool. He converted like just like a couple more third and longs than I thought he was going to be, and that was kind of like what made the game close and kind of put the team on his back. What do you think about a holding call? Uh, like I think it was like a fine call. Bless him. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> uh, like, the uh, in the moment, the call, like, sucked big time because it was, like, this was, like, the greatest game of the season. And, like, it was just such a great Super Bowl, like, the best Super Bowl in recent memory, I feel like. I don't know. So, it just, like, sucked all the wind out of the air. And for that reason, it was terrible. And then in terms of, like, whether or not it was a hold and whether or not it should have been called, like, I don't really have a take, honestly. Like, I've heard, like, pretty good opinions or takes
1: on, like, both sides of the argument. So... <laughs> Do the Eagles come back and, you know, do what they need to do if they get the ball the ball back there? I
0: feel like it completely depends on the kick. Yeah.
1: And I feel like Buckner
0: was, like, kicking it out of the end zone the whole game just because, like, I don't know, I feel like special teams – I mean, the Pacheco – or not Pacheco, but t- your guy, Kabarius Tony, had the oh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My guy. Uh, I don't know. So, like, if it was, like, a something where they had a short field and just had to get, like, 25 yards, then, like, yeah, I think A.J. Brown gets that
1: and Jalen Hur- get, Hurts gets that. But I don't know. I would have wanted to see it. That's why it sucked. I thought I thought Tony looked a lot like Percy Harvin on the two plays he touched the game. I mean, two plays he touched the ball during the game.
0: Percy Harvin? Yeah.
1: That's a c- comparison for him thrown out. You know, twenty plays a season. He's he's the guy. <laughs> he's the
0: guy. Yeah. Well, the touchdown that he had was pretty sweet. He and Sky Moore was like the same kind of jet motion, and then come back across to beat the over aggressive man coverage. Got that one from uh, Gene Fournette. Is that right? Yeah. Gene
1: Fournette and Doug Peterson were the uh, <laughs> architects of that one. I, yeah, Eric Biener, me, and Chad Henney, you know, told the athletic or whoever that they watched the Jaguars do that play with Jamal Agnew, and that's where they took it from. And I tweeted something about that. And Gene was, you know, very luckily for me, able to text me and let me know that he was the first one to point that out. So, you mm-hmm. know, credit to him for drawing that one up. But, you yeah, it, it it was wild to see, like, a Jaguars offensive influence in the Super Bowl because yeah. <laughs> whenever.
0: <laughs> the influence was huge because, like, as much as it was, like, Andy Reid – in the, the Chiefs and Eagles storyline, there was a little bit of a, like, Doug Peterson Chiefs and Eagles storyline just because it was, like, his former mentor, his former team. They got two, like, fourth-quarter
1: touchdowns or maybe just second-half touchdowns from him. Now, yeah. I, I know we're going to talk about coaching hires, but if you're in Arizona and you see Gannon – like, I know, obviously, it's against Patrick Mahomes, MVP and stuff, but if you see Gannon's defense have that kind of performance, especially in the second half, does that give you any pause?
0: Yeah, because
1: I feel like the biggest complaint I've heard about Gannon is that his
0: defenses don't adjust and that, like, what what you get is what you're going to get in terms of, like, the plays that they have and what they're going to run. And so, like, like, a while I have heard that he's, like, apparently a great interviewer and, like, a great, like, locker room guy and stuff like that, like – I, like, if you're not adaptable to, like, in-game decision-making, how are you going to be adaptable to, like, different situations and people around you and, like, adaptable off the field, too? So I'm I'm pretty skeptical about that one. That's definitely, like, my lowest-graded one.
1: Right. Have, have you seen the Twitter video the Cardinals posted of him? I have not. I think you oh. should do an impersonation of it right now. No, but I really want you to watch it. <laughs> it, it has a lot of you energy a lot of me energy yeah not in a bad I'm, way i'm afraid of what that means not in a derogatory way <laughs> okay yeah well it's... yeah <laughs> just watch it and hey, report back later okay sounds good we're back next show next week we will yeah. do
0: all right um i mean is there a way to beat my homes i feel like the way it is like to switch it up like and Aruma did last year, as opposed to gain and not switching it up at all in the Super Bowl. Like you have to like just not make it easy for them and hope there's turnovers, right? Is that or is there any like kind of team building
1: last construction thing that you think can go into stopping Mahomes? I think it's got to be turnovers because I mean we saw Tampa Bay, you know, a couple years ago. They were obviously able to use you know Kansas City's offensive line was a lot worse in you know 2020 than it was this year, but we saw. Yeah you know Tampa Bay's you know front had a lot of pieces and we saw them kind of just demolish the Chiefs offense whereas you know we saw the, I'd say the Eagles front this year I, people would take that over Tampa Bay's front a couple years ago and you know they recorded they recorded no sacks but it still kind of felt like Mahomes was running for his life <laughs> like most like most of the dropbacks and like it felt like the defensive line was you know creating pressure and making an impact it's just Mahomes is like the hardest quarterback in the NFL, you know, probably to bring down, you know, because of his athleticism, how he processes. So I don't even think the answer is building the defensive line. I think it's just, you know, getting lucky with turnovers and, you know, doing things like the onside, the onside kick the Jaguars did against them in week 10, you know, doing doing stuff like that and taking your advantages when you can. And basically you, you it feels like you kind of have to play a perfect game against them. You can't shoot yourself in the foot.
0: Yeah, I feel like you have to both get lucky
1: and like have the ball last. It's got to be both. It's like, as you said, just kind of everything has like, to go perfect. It feels like, like, it felt like the Eagles had one negative play on the offense the entire game, and that the up, entire ended, game that ended up being a difference. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, just the fact that they didn't have more time, you're right, it was just one play that that looked like one of Lawrence's fumbles against the Eagles. <laughs> Lawrence, <laughs> like, he, no one he even just, hits dropped him yeah, he him. <laughs> just dropped it.
0: Yeah, he had like Lawrence. Well, that's like one of his like few weaknesses, but it's a really weird one. It's just how much he's fumbled because like, I feel like a lot of rookies fumble their rookie or a lot of quarterbacks fumble their rookie year. Uh, and he didn't really clean it up as well as
1: I really expected, I guess. I'm I'm definitely Madden pilled because <laughs> I'm so used to quarterbacks fumbling every time they rush the ball in Madden that whenever I see him rush it now and I'm like the guys near them I'm like, oh, dang, he's about to fumble this. With, with Lawrence, it's actually like sometimes like he's like a Madden style quarterback when it comes to fumbling.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit all over
1: the place. Yeah. At
0: least he like I think one. At least he like protects himself a little bit. Like I don't know. I can't think of a quarterback who just like straight up doesn't protect himself well. But like at least when he
1: does fumble along, get hit a lot. It's not like gruesome. I can't. Maybe Daniel Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ironically, yeah, maybe Daniel Jones, uh, quarterback, yeah, yeah. quarterback, yeah. passer, that's your guy. Passer. He passes. That's your, that's your guy.
0: <laughs> my guy, Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of my guys, I'm just like unaware of today. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, moving on. The biggest jagged news of the week was Calvin Ridley, Ridley applied for a reinstatement. Um on Wednesday. Is that yeah. correct? Tell, yeah. tell us about it, John. What like what does that mean? What's the timeline? What's the how involved can he be in the
1: team now? Well, he's not actually reinstated yet, so he still has to kind of be like kind of business as usual. He can't be with the team until Roger Goodell and the NFL reinstate him. The most like similar circumstance, like the only other time Goodell's ever suspended a guy for this, and then obviously reinstated him, because everybody I want to say Ridley is the fifth guy to ever be suspended for this, and all four other guys have been reinstated. You know, wh- one of them went on to be arrested for like uh, running gambling <laughs> rings and stuff on the NFL. <laughs> he still got reinstated beforehand, so yes. there's at least the precedent that's going to happen. But Josh Shaw in 2019, you know, he was suspended for gambling before the season, and he got reinstated on like March 20th, and the Super Bowl that year happened on, like, February 2nd or February 3rd. So the Super Bowl actually happened earlier, you know, than the Super Bowl happened this year. And, you know, it just feels like kind of around the the start of the new league years when it seems like it's most likely for it to happen. I know – you know, I I, I get lost in translation or something. You know, I had several people ask me on Wednesday, like, so is he, like, back in the NFL now? No, you know, this was the first day he could – tell the NFL, you know, he wants to petition to be back in the league. It's basically the first time he can say, okay, I learned my lesson. Can I play football again? And now the NFL, of course, is going to be completely bureaucratic about it and take probably, like, five to seven weeks to, you know, make the pretty simple answer, which is yes. You know, he's obviously going to be reinstated. But I'd expect, like, in terms of timeline, I know everybody's waiting for, like, Jaguars Twitter account to post that first video of Ridley and like Doug Peterson meeting at the stadium. But Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be closer to like happening during when like free agency happens than anything else. I know the league year does start specifically on March
0: 15th. So it's less than a month until the free agency period begins. And yeah, I mean, it's just been a long process so far. I think that's why people are on Twitter are like, Oh, Calvin Ridley's in the news. That must mean he's back. It's like, no, He's in the news, but he's just still not back
1: yet. We're still it, waiting a little longer. It is a good sign he re, he applied for reinstatement, like the within a few hours of first being eligible to do so. Mm-hmm. The first uh, he's still very much online too. Yeah, still picking up good <laughs> he, signs
0: on Twitter too.
1: He's very online. I mean, gu- gu- guess uh, somebody like I've been asked a few times. Do you feel like people are, you know, maybe kind of overhyping the presence of Ridley? nationally or locally locally uh
0: honestly not really i think it's like fair like i feel like ridley was like a borderline top 10 receiver yeah and now, now he's like 28 or whatever but he's basically 24 in football
1: years that that's my thing like he wasn't not playing football for injury reasons you know like there's nothing wrong with him physically that should suggest <laughs> you're a bad person that that should should that should suggest that he's not like around you know to being the same you know guy like around being the same physical shape you know peak shape. I mean we talked about it on here before you know talking to guys who have trained with him. You know he looks he looked amazing in training, and I don't think the Jaguars would have made this trade if they didn't feel confident in that either. So I, I got I, I really don't think it's like basically if he can give you what Marvin Jones gave you. It's already a solid trade, and the chances of him doing much more than that are just, like, way up there. Take that yeah. stupid grit off your face. Take that stupid grit off your face. I was just
0: going to say, I feel like I could do more, more than Marvin Jones did. Which yeah, is that's, true, that's unfair. That's unfair. The fact that I thought it, though, in my head, even if it's not true, like, it's a pretty low floor. And so, like, I feel like we... As you said, it's, like, important that he's been out for a while because of a non-injury reason, which makes it, like, just, like, way more safe in terms of what to expect in terms of future production, I feel like. And, like, from what we've seen from Trevor and Doug last year and from Ridley Ridley the last time he was in the league, like, all signs point to it going pretty darn well. Yeah, I
1: I mean... Zay Jones and Christian Kirk had career years under Doug Peterson. You know, Zay was almost a 1,000-yard receiver. Like, there's no reason for me to s- look at Calvin Ridley's skill set and think that, you know, he can't put up huge numbers immediately. Like, like Connor Orr with SI, you know, he did his annual, you know, predictions for every team after the Super Bowl. And his was that Ridley would have a career year in every major stat. Oh, Yeah. Wow. You like that? What yeah, do I do like about- that.
0: I'm gonna look up his stats real quick to see like what his what what stat line that would be. I don't think it's outrageous. Okay. I don't so think it's outrageous. His best year was 2020 when he played 15 games. It was actually which is the only game he started more than 10 games. Um, but he had 90 catches, thirteen hundred or one thousand three hundred and seventy four yards and nine touchdowns on hundred and forty-three targets. That's a pretty good year. So, 95, 1,410 was just, touchdowns. A second-team All-Pro selection. <laughs> that's a pretty good year. That's man. a good line. I don't know. I liked the take when I first heard it. Oh, I guess I'm, that makes it even better take, though, if it's, like, a take. Because then, it, like, if it's not that bold of a prediction, it's, like, not
1: a yeah. take. It's predicting him to have, like, an All-Pro season.
0: I. How much do you think uh, Christian Kirk is going to improve? Like, do you think it's going to show up in the stat line where he's going to take a jump in yards and touchdowns? Or do you think it's, like, he'll be, like, better in terms of, like, what he br- brings to the team, but it don't- won't necessarily show up
1: individually? I think i will be more efficient. Like, I think for as good as Kirk was volume-wise. Like, I man, you you see the same metrics idea. Are there any efficiency metrics I really loved Kirk this year?
0: No, like, maybe, like, slot-heavy
1: ones. Yeah, even those were like more
0: volume. You're right; it's not really a ton of like efficiency stuff. that's yeah, out. so I, I
1: I could see maybe the volume going down, but him like dealing more with the touches he gets. Yeah, that's fair. And like,
0: yeah, it was really just like the efficiency was good compared to other Jaguars receivers, but yeah. compared,
1: to, I don't know, like, Pro Bowl receivers. Did was- did you did you see the ESPN 538 article on like using the ESPN like metrics to? rate wide receivers and it was on like openness score yards up to catch catching i know you're talking about i haven't seen like the latest so all four of the jags guys you know zay marvin kirk and ingram were in like the 40 to 50 range (laughs) that's nasty work by doug (laughs) what what do you think like what what, what's your take on that i think that's is that harsh i want to say ingram was the highest
0: in terms of open rating, I would definitely, like, Kirk was definitely just the best player.
1: No, game. It, it was, like, overall. not Oh, uh, like, overall rating? Yeah. No. that basically, they, they didn't have a top 40 receiver is what it was insinuating.
0: I mean, Kirk is definitely a top 40 receiver.
1: I thought so. Again, I'm not sure there are any, like, metrics that actually say that based off last year, but I think... Sorry, you just using the eye test. I think it was pretty obvious he was.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna try to figure out what he ranked in, uh, just like yards per route run among all receivers.
1: Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. All right, Ingram was 41st, Kirk was 43rd, Marvin was 46, and Zay was 48.
0: <laughs> and that's just like overall receiver grade.
1: Yeah. Pretty – like, I, I I, think it's harsh, especially for, like, Kirk and Ingram, but I also think it kind of better illustrates than maybe most other metrics that the Jaguars didn't really have, like, a dude who, like, could carry the weight of the past game. Like, it, like I, I think it says a lot about Peterson and Lawrence. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. According to PFF, among eligible receivers, so just, like, receivers with at least something amount of targets, uh, Kirk ranks 29th in yards per route run, tied with Mike Evans. I'm right above DJ Moore and Devontae That sounds sounds about right.
1: Yeah. I mean, he ran ran a ton of routes. Top 30, for sure. But also barely, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And, And see, Ridley's the kind of guy I think can be like top 10, top 15 in these kind of things.
0: Yeah, definitely. He's got the size part. It's just like Kirk is so cool, but it's like... He does doesn't really isn't enough of a threat outside of the
1: numbers. He, he's a really good guy for a creative like play caller like Peterson to have, you know, especially like in today's NFL and with how many condensed formations they do. Like he can just come naturally open so often, but you know, they, they don't have they don't have a guy like the Eagles have who, you know, guys who, you know, when it's one on one, they can just be like, okay, you know, F it, AJ Brown's out there. <laughs> uh I was wondering,
0: because, like, the Chiefs have put so much into, like, their speed motion guy. Like, a uh, ton of resources, I mean. I mean, they drafted Miko Hardman in the second round. They just traded for Gadarius Tony. They also drafted Sky Moore in the second round. So, like, something I'm interested to see in terms of Jaguars roster building this year is whether they keep Jamal Agnew or cut him. And, like, regardless of whether he's on the roster or not, like, if they still try to add to that, like, like the specific Andy Reid slash Doug Peterson offense gadget guy role so like my question for you is like do you think there's a chance they add a new guy or like if Agnew like is either cut or goes down or something like that like who do you think would be the next man up on the roster would be
1: Kirk or like would it make any sense for ETN to be in that role I think it'd probably be Kirk I think they would trust Kirk in that aspect more but I do think like it's a I think it's a valid question to ask if Agnew will be back because, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, you know, you're paying your fourth receiver, re- great returner or not, you're paying your fourth receiver, you know, ro- like roughly $5 million. Like that's that's a tough pill to swallow for a, you know, a cap strapped team. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's like a sure thing that he's back. I, I think he's definitely a guy who is kind of on the fence right now and is kind of in that, okay – yeah, I'm breaking a little yeah Yeah, dang! I, I, hot I, here. I, I didn't, I didn't know the take was that hot. <laughs> well, we don't have video for this
0: podcast, so I figured I can nah, this is still I going on YouTube. <laughs> oh, we're still recording video for this. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know you had video capabilities. Why have I been doing video? Yeah, oh because we're not doing a live stream, but we're still doing video.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, yeah, I'm showing just. <laughs> Not even really any more skin than I was before, but Sean likes to tell me taking my
1: shirt over my whole shirt. What what would you have done if I didn't tell you we were on video?
0: (laughs) I would not have done anything bad. I was just like, I have been leaning pretty close to try to make my voice sound more better, but still be a little bit frightening if people are sleeping and watching the video and I'm super close.
1: It's silky. (laughs) It's silky. Your voice is silky. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Now now it's kind of creepy. Want to make your own podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily then lets you distribute it everywhere and anywhere and even earn money right from it. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here is how it works. Spotify for Podcasters Let's you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, no matter where you're at, you can start creating today.
0: Okay, let's move on then. Uh, any other like notes on Ridley before
1: we get to the coaching higher grades? I'll say that he. I'll i agree with Mister War. I, I I think he sets career highs. I think he goes. I think he goes crazy with Doug. With Trevor, I, I, he's he's going to be in such, like, a wide receiver-friendly scheme. You know, like, again, like, Zay Jones, 800, 800 yards. You know, like, I'm sorry, nobody predicted that. You, even, like, the staunchest of Trent Balkey and Zay Jones, you know, supporters did not predict him to have the kind of year that he had. The only people that were predicting Zay Jones 800
0: yards were, like, the people who were just trolling and doing it as a bit. Yeah. So... I, I I I love the take. I'm not going to, like, jump on board with it. I don't know if I would – just because, like, I saw how much, like, Trevor improved throughout the year went on in terms of, like, not just in the offense, but, like, familiar, familiarity with his receivers. So that combined with Ridley not playing for a while, like, I would just, like, bet any over available for Ridley's second year. In the first year, I mean – I wonder what, like, his, like, receiving yards line would be because I would 100% bet the over for that. I just don't know if I would bet the over for his career best. That's so you,
1: you you think he gets a second year, like, for sure?
0: Yeah, I think he's, like, playing in a in Teal for multiple years.
1: Okay. I like it. I like it. He's a good poster. What about Nuke? I mean, like, is Nuke going to happen?
0: That kind of, like, <laughs> fell off a little bit. I feel like that was like, no. on the contract for a couple of days, and then it's like, man, eh, no one really like, cares anymore.
1: No, he saw the Jonathan Gannon video and decided to retire. <laughs> Not even try to play for a different team? Nah, that took all the love of the game out for him. <laughs> no, it, 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 it was... Like, the Jaguars, like, they could do it if they really wanted to, but no, I mean there's, there's, there's already like, all many almost like too many mouths to feed. I, I, I know people like think it's mad and they're like, oh, just have like, you know, a Pro Bowl All Pro player in every receiver spot and everybody will be perfectly content. And no, it's not. Like, <laughs> there's only one football dude. You, you need to figure it out how to get it to everybody. Yeah, this
0: year's Eagles is pretty rare in terms of like just how loaded a roster can be. And even they still had like holes at linebacker and maybe just linebacker, but <laughs> they still had holes. So it's a perfect team doesn't really exist.
1: Hmm. Some of my Madden teams are pretty nasty. I'm, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm not. You building lie. up the '95s in Ultimate Team or what? I'm I'm in a Saints franchise right now. Uh huh. Fantasy draft that like we're we're looking good, but fair enough. <laughs> I I like th- th- this Eagles team is probably one of the best teams like to not win the Super Bowl, and I, I, I also like I'm interested to see like how they do rebound next year because they, they lost both their coordinators, you know, no matter what your opinion on Gannon is, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously not having continuity is huge. And they have a ton of free agents on like both sides of the bowl and they're already in cap hell. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested too, but
0: like Hertz's performance in the super bowl, like convinced me, like I was not really convinced of the Eagles chiefs or the Eagles coaches, like, going all the way up to the Super Bowl and I feel like that's maybe what cost them. But like in Hertz I was unsure of too, but not anymore.
1: Like so I think they're gonna be like a playoff team next year because I trust Hertz. I definitely missed on Hertz. I I I the only senior bowl I've ever went to odd event, but (laughs) the only senior bowl I've ever went to was uh the Hertz year and I just walked away from it being like, dude, this dude sprays everything. I don't I don't see it at the next level. And he's made me look like a complete jackass. So
0: kudos. He's done that for a lot of people though. Yeah. Like, nah. He's got a pretty sweet story.
1: He's easy nah. like to he does. He does. Did, did did you see the take that somebody said that the Eagles should still spend a premium pick on a quarterback? <laughs> just because they did it before. It's like okay. Yeah, it's like people like make
0: assumptions about like the Rogers Love situation just because of like what happened with like Love and Rogers or with Favre and Rogers. I mean, so I think like it's the same like, thing. Like, like, they're just like Hertz is different. Hertz is actually good. Once, even though they gave him the contract extension, like yeah. they were they only did that because like like Wentz and Goff. I feel like looking back on, it just got huge contracts because their yeah. GM were looking ahead to like the quarterback contracts who were
1: going to come. And nobody thought Wentz was good after the 2018 season. No. I he came back from that injury. Like, he was kind of mid that year. Nobody thought he – like, he. literally, people have only thought Wentz was good for one season his entire life. He just had, like, no confidence, felt like, after the injury. I and mean, It was just brutal to watch. He was a small man.
0: He was just, like – I feel he took over, like, the Blake Bortles role of the NFL, just, like, thrown at people's feet. Future Panthers. But, like, not, like, receivers' feet, like, offensive linemen's feet. <laughs> All right, let's do some coaching grades. Uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to give yeah. out your highest grade first, or no? Nah, just, we'll
1: just yeah, let's just go one by one. Coach okay. coach.
0: All right, we'll we'll go in order of like when they got hired. So Frank Reich was the first head coach to get hired, and he went to the Carolina Panthers. I'd give it an A minus. I'll, I'll give it an A minus too.
1: His his staff has been really like impressive.
0: I I like I don't know if he's like a. Got that like alpha dog in him, like the alpha dog mentality. Cause I feel like he like, uh, will like go up at the half a lot and then just like kind of loses games. And I feel like that's a big part of that is like, I don't know, he hasn't really had a quarterback ever. Cause he had yeah. Andrew Luck for his last year, but that was it. But I don't know, I like Reich a lot. I just still need a little bit more convincing. That's
1: why it's like an 8-9-7-9. Nine, nine. They got to figure out quarterback, but I, I I think the staff he has put together has been, you know, awesome. Jim Caldwell, obviously, you know, adding a defense coordinator from Denver. So, but, you know, I I don't know. That division just sucks so much that I could see them just being, like, barely competent. And I I hope that's where Anthony Richardson ends up.
0: Me too. I mean, I feel like C.J. Stroud could be a pretty solid fit there too. But, like, the defense, I think, like, if Wright can get enough out of, like, a running rookie quarterback – um, like, the defense might carry them to the playoffs in the first year just because, as you mentioned, like, I, I don't know anything personally about the their new defense coordinator from Denver, but apparently, like, everyone loves him.
1: And then they've got so many young pieces on defense. And while we were recording, they hired Thomas Brown from the Rams as their offensive coordinator. So, Cooter stays in Jacksonville for oh, now. Okay. For now. Stay's I'm still hot on Cooter's trail, but <laughs> – <laughs> why Why do people want him so bad? <laughs> he's like, the most sought-after Jaguars assistant in, like, a decade. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> and he's, like,
0: the only one. Like, it's just, like, such, like, a weird thing. And, like,
1: it, 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 this just makes me think, like, even if he did stay, he's definitely getting a coordinator job next year. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that seems like it. It feels like it. Good for him. What, do th-
0: what do you think about the enemy? I mean, now that we're interrupting head coach talk, but. Like I, I think he, it be the
1: Washington, Washington, Like if he, if he wants to be a head coach, I think it makes sense for him to try to, you know, get away from Andy. Like, like it sounds weird, like get away from Andy Reid to want to be a head coach. But, but like it just seems like teams are wanting to see him kind of do it away from Andy's. But yeah. Then again, I just I, I don't know. Like Washington, like I'm not a big Ron Rivera guy. I, they, they don't have a quarterback. You know, I'm not I'm not the Sam Howell fan. So. I don't know. Good, 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 good. luck. Good luck to him. I mean, I, I think the reasons he hasn't been hired as a head coach go beyond anything having to do with Andy Reid. But yeah, I, w- I will say it, though, it is if if you, if you want to look at the flip side, it is probably unfair as hell. You know, he's a two-time Super Bowl winner as a coordinator, and he just saw the guy he, you know, whooped, you know, get hired by the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but- I
0: feel like. Washington is really just an opportunity for him to be like the unquestioned leader of an offensive scheme, so that like if slash when Washington has a good offense, then like he can take all the credit for it, and then hopefully get hired as a head coach.
1: Can can we say cuck on here? Yes. Okay. Is he gonna cuck Ron Rivera?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's part
1: of it too. It's like once
0: Ron Rivera gets like canned as the head coach, it's like then the enemy is just gonna
1: slide right up. They seem like the most directionless like NFC team, like just completely like just like, <laughs> spreading water, irrelevant. No, like tell me I'm wrong, dude. Like, like no. do it matter in the grand scheme of anything?
0: Oh uh, yeah, I'm trying to think off the top
1: of my head. them and it's them and then it's Houston, the AFC. Right. It was, it was the Jaguars for a little bit. It was definitely the Jaguars for a little bit. Do you think the Saints
0: are still going all in? They're on like the opposite side. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, we're
1: It's <laughs> Like three years removed from the Breeze, uh Peyton era at this Saints point. Saints are weird. I don't <laughs> like the Saints. I don't like Dennis Allen. He looks like a he looks like a kid I went to high school with. Here, I didn't I didn't like the cut of his jib. So I'm not a big Dennis Allen guy.
0: I feel like Mickey Loomis is just like a little kid on stage that's been doing his act for too long. It's like, all right, at first it was pretty cool, but like, just cut it out now. <laughs>
1: Remember when Mickey Loomis was an NBA GM too? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, the same family like owns like, the Pelicans or whatever the hell yeah. they're called. Yeah. And he was oh, their GM yeah. for a little bit. Oh, yeah.
0: It's it's a good life having a coach and a quarterback. Yeah. All right. On to speaking of Sean Payton. Sean Payton was the next domino to fall in the coaching hires. He went to the Denver Broncos. John, what's your
1: grade for – Payton to Denver. Like I feel like you have to factor in the fact that they had to include like compensation for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go B minus. Like he's obviously a good coach, but yeah I, I I'm not sure how many coaches are worth trading picks for. Yeah, I went B flat because like I don't know, it almost felt like
0: he was like overhyped by the end of like the cycle or whatever.
1: <laughs> he was like He was cutting promos on Fox on for himself. He was doing live interviews by himself. It's like, yeah, he has like a great
0: offensive, like track record or whatever you want to say. But like, I feel like at this point, it's just like Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Sean Payton. He's like incredible. He's awesome. It's like, I don't know. The Denver Broncos wanted D'Amico Ryans pretty desperately. And then just almost seemingly settled to trade for Sean Payton. He's going to make Russ cry.
1: <laughs> it is not. Well, that be a good. It's that not makes me higher the hire better. It's now. It's now a B plus. Yeah. <laughs> because that's funny. Russ can't big time, Payton like he could big time Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. Him big timing anyway is just sad. Yeah. He's a weird fella.
0: Do you think – like, what do you think the Broncos are going to be next year? Just, like, a boring 7-5 team again or whatever they were this year? Yeah, 7 six, 12 games. <laughs>
1: 7 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think 6-11, and 7-10 makes sense. You know what I meant, man. You have them playing some AFL-type seasons. Mm. Yeah, no, I think 6-10, 7-11 makes sense. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be many fireworks. I I think Russ just stinks now. Like, what well, once his athleticism went away, like his his game, you know, kind of went away. Yeah, I I guess it seems like he never really had that dog in him. So like
0: now that you got, don't get that either, don't got the heart. <laughs> I don't know what I'm
1: saying. D'Amico Ryan was hired by the Houston Texans. A? I'm going A. I'm going A. Like. I- I know nobody likes, like, a defensive coach hire, but, I mean, just in terms of getting a guy who, like, t- to me, if you're going to hire any, like, head coach, he has to prove that he can be a top coordinator whether offensive or defense, and D'Amico's done that. for, And, like, for a franchise that's been completely, like, Like I said, they've been directionless, irrelevant. They've had nothing to be excited about, you know, like the last two years. Like, like Lovey Smith and, you know, Coley, like those are just two hires that nobody could even get like a little excited about. So I think he can be that kind of shot in the arm. Uh, It it obviously comes down to, you know, picking the right quarterback because, you know, these are all the same things that can be said about Robert Sala and they picked the wrong quarterback and now he looks mid, you know, so (laughs) – no, I mean, i mean serious.
0: I know, just like the way you said he looked mid is He not, <laughs> Robert Sala is mid. He is. Don Rams, Chip Rooms. Ship rooms. <laughs> no, that's true, though. It, like, that's, I feel like what part uh, part of what makes this offseason exciting, like, with the uh, draft and, like, who's going to trade up for a quarterback is, like, we have no idea, like, what D'Amico's going to want in his quarterback and, like, whatever pairing. Because, like, they have to draft a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Because the way they don't. So like it'll it'll be interesting and like I don't know having uh three opponents in the AFC South instead of just two will be pretty interesting.
1: I I think AFC South is going to be interesting. I mean, two teams with new head coaches, potentially two first round, you know, I'd say even likely two first round picks at quarterback. Yeah. who are going to start in the division. You know, the Titans. It seems like a wild card to maybe dump Tannehill. You know, maybe they take a swing on the quarterback. You know, I I think it's going to be an interesting division. And now you have you know, two offensive, two defensive guys, you know, you have good balance between, you know, experienced coaches and, new and you know, new coaches. I think the AFC South looks a lot more interesting now than it did, like, a, a month ago.
0: 100%. I feel like with – as long as Vrabel and Derrick Henry on the team, like, I feel like I can't completely rule out the Titans of, like, winning the division and getting into the playoffs and being annoying like they have been in the last few years of, like, just getting a little bit better than me- mediocrity. What would you think
1: of the Tim Kelly to offense coordinator?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, That's yeah. Why I'm, I'm kind of bullish on him. I'm just like very, very Very bullish bold, It very just seemed like, you know, hasn't like, hasn't accepted that, you know, maybe their offensive hires and philosophy isn't the way to go. But what are you going to do? What
0: are you going to do? All
1: right. So D'Amico gets A's.
0: Jonathan Gannon to Arizona.
1: I'll go C minus. Like let's see, C flat. C-. <laughs> I, I'm sure. Like yeah. Again, it's more important to be a good leader and everything than just to be like a good X and O's guy. But. eh. I was like,
0: so like, I mean, I watched one clip today. Not the clip that you wanted me to see, but I saw one clip from like his press conference, and it was just, yeah. or maybe it was his interview on NFL Network. He's like an NPC. Like his, yeah, he was just like unconvincing. I was like, he he was like an NPC. That's actually a great call. Yeah, it's like that's a <laughs> genuinely a good way to describe it. It's just like, mm, yeah, so we're gonna. Uh, Jalen was uh pretty good. We had a good system there, and uh, yeah.
1: I I feel like like they needed like an alpha head coach after Cliff and because of Kyler and I am not sure they got one.
0: I'm not sure either. We'll see. I like I was a little surprised to see that they were like having trouble getting a head coach because of Kyler. It seemed like, which I don't know. I've kind of been a team team Kyler guy for a couple
1: of years. What, like. Were you surprised by that? Do you like him do you like him? I, I, it's not that I dislike him, but I can see, like, I, I, would imagine he's probably not the easiest quarterback to work with. Like, you know, I mean, he he definitely told Cliff to basically jump off a cliff, you know, on live <laughs> TV, on live TV, more than a couple times. And, and apparently, like, one of Cliff's biggest issues was that he wasn't that, like. Alpha, who would be like, no, this is my team and stuff, and who would be tough on players and stuff like that. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It, I will say the thought of him and Brian Flores together did seem kind of toxic. So, I was kind of rooting for that. <laughs> that would have been a terrible pairing. I was, I wanted uh, Sean Payton to go to Arizona,
0: honestly, just because I do like rooting for Kyler. So, it was like, I don't know, big offense guy, a guy who's coached offense and won in the NFL before, two things that Cliff hadn't done. They would have called each other names in the media. Yeah, you're probably right. I just, like, I'm in, I'm definitely interested in seeing who they get an offense coordinator. I think that could, like, make me feel, like, way better about the situation. Jim Bob Cooter.
1: <laughs> slotted up the interview, man.
0: Did I say better? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the last head coaching hire
0: was St- Shane Steichen to the Indianapolis Colts inner division.
1: I said B. Yeah, I'll go. I'll say B. Like, I really like what the Eagles have done on offense the last, like, two years. Like, you know, fitting their offense to hurt the skill set. Like, their run game was really cool this year. You know, everything that did in their pass game was really interesting. But, again, you know, they kind of had, like, you know, a lineup that he's definitely not going to have, you know, in Indianapolis. So, and yeah. I, I'd say that's probably my biggest question about it. But I, I think it's a solid hire. It, it – I will say just Saturday would have been a hilarious hire but I am happy as an NFL fan and observer that just Saturday is not coaching in the NFL.
0: As an NFL fan and observer I'm sad that he is no longer It it, it was John it
1: was the content, pathetic, the content. Pathetic, dude. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah the content you see uh, Shaquille <laughs> Leonard like going on TV stumping for him like a few days before the hire was made he was doing what for him like, you're advocating for him? Or- yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. See, that's good content, baby. Uh, with Steichen, like, the I feel like the biggest thing I've seen about him is that he's, like, a great play caller and has, like, a great feel. And, like, uh, like Norv Turner was his mentor, and so he's just, like, got whatever, like, it factor that's, like, undescribable in play calling, uh, which is, like, really cool, and I respect the crap out of that, but, like, I don't know if that, like, has anything to do with being a good head coach. He looks like Nick Foles. Yeah, dude. I I also like that was the other thing that like made me not do an A just like to be nice is like (laughs) I I don't really like his face. I don't I'm sorry to be mean, but
1: I looked him up and I was like, oh. It's like he's scary. I I when I was like I had to do a story on like former Jaguars players, coaches. With Super Bowl ties, and I went to the Eagles' coaches roster, and like him and Gannon were like the first two coaches under Cerini, and It was like the widest like two pictures you've ever. Done. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: Just ghost portraits. Yeah, yeah. All right. Was there any? Uh, we talked a little bit about coordinators. Was there any other coordinator hires that like stood out to you that you really liked or disliked? I like, you- sorry, go ahead. I asked you the question. I was about to say something. I'm
1: so sorry. Go ahead. I I think Monken and Baltimore could be awesome. And yeah, I I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the coordinator Tampa Bay hired from Seattle. That that could be that could be an interesting one. You know, long time Seahawks quarterbacks coach. I think the Monken hire is pretty cool
0: because, like, assuming that, well, first of all, I feel like it's like a good sign for Lamar coming back because I don't think Todd Monken would like leave his like coordinator job at Georgia where he just won back-to-back uh, national championships. Like, I don't think he would leave that for the Ravens job if he wasn't, like, kind of sort of confident that Lamar was going to come back. I also yeah. think it's because, like, for Lamar, like, the last coordinator that they have was um, – I'm blanking. Who was it? Greg Roman. Greg Roman, who was, like, great in the run game but couldn't do anything in the pass game. Uh, and now, like, I'm not sure, like, what this, uh, what Monkin really has in his bag in the run game, but I do know that he's like a pretty good deep passing, just like game planner or coordinator or whatever you want to call it. And so I think that's pretty exciting. And I'm a, so I'm excited to also see, like, I mean, obviously if Lamar comes back, but then also like what they do in their
1: receiver room and kind of like how he affects their offseason. He got production on Stetson Bennett, so mm-hmm. he's a good coach. Like, Stetson Bennett was a Heisman contender, and there's no reason that should have ever happened. So, <laughs> All he was more than one train. I think his uh I'm not he, I think he like was a play caller
0: for the Cleveland for a little bit, and, and went lastly for uh Tampa Bay. And that was like the season when Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston kept going back and forth and like he, threw for a combined eight billion yards. Dude, he was a good. Yeah, that's what I'm Our, saying. Wait, I, I wanted him as a Jags offensive coordinator. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, and then they hired Hack.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I was like I like when Monkin was getting interviewed for that,
1: or did he get interviewed? Do you remember? Or was it just I like
0: interest?
1: Did that just read an article and see his name, maybe? I don't I don't remember. Like I I remember a lot of people like saying like putting like list of like who should be the coach that he was up there, but I, I don't I don't remember if he ever actually did interview.
0: Yeah, he was probably Yeah, more they opinion. did. They, they they
1: they did. They they interviewed him after they fired Hackett and they hired Dave Filippo instead. Holy cow. The yeah, Philip, I forgot
0: about that guy.
1: Yeah, everybody did.
0: <laughs> well, where did he
1: go? oh well, did that John DeFilippo? He's he's with a team as a quarterback coach. I'm trying to remember which one of the an
0: NFL team. Or yeah, he,
1: he he's okay. So <laughs> we're we're tracked that he was with the Chicago Bears as a passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Uh-huh. He's now with. A head coach in the USFL of the New Orleans Breakers. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Bill walks with the Breakers. Break a leg.
1: They don't have anybody on their roster who... EJ Bibbs, do you remember him? No. There's no Trent Richardson. Sage Surratt. No, he's are fake. Okay. Ah, yeah. Neville Clark. Never heard of it. (laughs) Taywan Taylor. That one sounds familiar. Yeah, played in Western Kentucky. Hmm, Maybe. Yeah. There you go. Well, there you go. Though. Outside of Monken, I would say
0: I'm going to stop you from looking up these players. (laughs) (laughs) Other than Monken, I liked the Kellen Moore. Like I liked it for the Chargers and didn't like it for the Cowboys. I feel like. Going from uh that that one Lombardi guy, that one guy from the Lombardi family, going from him to Callum Moore in LA is an upgrade. And then from the Cowboys going from Callan Moore to Brian Schottenheimer, another former Jag is a downgrade.
1: Yeah, I like Kellen Moore. Like <laughs> Yeah, offense wasn't the Cowboys problem. Like, yeah, they got smacked in the mouth against the 49ers a couple of times, but I mean, who didn't, you know?
0: I think like maybe like he was like a head coaching hot name candidate. Maybe a little bit too soon, but like with that said, he definitely like had a nice offense in Dallas, like one that ranked consistently in the top like three to five in like yards per play and scoring and like plenty of different metrics. And so I'm excited to see like, I mean, Los Angeles is another one where it's like, what are they going to do at receiver to help out their quarterback and new offensive coordinator?
1: I want to say Aaron Rodgers more or less called McCarthy dumb when he left Green Bay. He was like, oh, I really liked him. I just didn't learn anything from him. (laughs) I feel like it was like a lot more blame than that. I feel like there was like a huge article of like where Rodgers just crushed him. Yeah. No, McCarthy, the only thing I'll give McCarthy for and his uh, credit for in his NFL career is lying to the Cowboys about how much tape study he did. And then he did like that little. Mini documentary where people came like to him, and you, you know what I'm talking about. It was like the video of him watching film and meeting with other guys and learning about analytics. And then yeah, like, that was the him, thing. Yeah, and then at his introductory press conference, he was like, "Yeah, I didn't really watch every
0: game." <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, that was ridiculous. Like his PFF tour was absurd. Yeah, was, was that what I was in the press
1: conference? Oh
0: my gosh, so, like the fact that like Jerry like kept. That jabroni around, and then like just like let him hire Shotty as opposed to like I don't know promoting Callum Moore to head coach. Poor,
1: poor Shotty, dude. He he's a nice guy. It's a, he is a nice he guy. Hired, he, but, like, he he could be hired to be a team's water boy. People will just tell him he's the <laughs> worst coach
0: in the NFL. I I just like have a lot more faith in the Callum Moore offense than the Brian no, McCarthy.
1: No, the no, 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 Mike
0: no. McCarthy offense. So. No doubt. And I feel like now it's going to be the Mike McCarthy offense.
1: Are you are you surprised that the Jags are bringing back Mike Caldwell? No.
0: I mean, like, I thought there was, like, a chance that it wouldn't happen halfway through the season. But, like, I mean, I didn't really expect any roster changes other than, like,
1: replacing guys that left. Yeah. And he can get better. You know, he can get better, I feel like. like, I, it, was I feel his like... First, it was his first year calling plays. so like.
0: Give him a little time. Yeah. He he threw some different stuff like at the Eagles. Like there was some like defensive stuff I feel like the Chiefs could have taken from the Eagles game too. Cause like I don't know. I read an article about how the Jags were one of like the only or few teams to kind of like try to move their defensive linemen right before the Eagles would snap the ball to try mm-hmm. to like make their offensive line blocking rules tougher. And so like and then like he like I feel like he calmed down a little bit with like Tampa two variants where like He'll have like a corner like flying up to like somehow be, like fill the Tampa hole, but like he like tried different things and like got better as the season went on. So like, I'm certainly not surprised he's back, and I'm looking forward to seeing if he can get more out of the defense next year, since it's probably not going to be a ton of new faces.
1: Yeah, and I mean like it, the defense did improve. You know, it, it like people forget like it was probably the worst defense in the NFL the before. So I know they poured a ton of resources into it. So of course it has to be good, but. It did go from, like, bottom three to, like, what, like, top 20? I would say, like, 20-ish, yeah. They probably –
0: I think they finished, like, in the low 20s.
1: I think it was, like, 20 or 21 in, like, DVOA or something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you think there's any way that Aaron Rodgers isn't either retired or a New York Jet in, like, three months or whatever? One month?
1: Well, do you you know Bob McGinn? the old like Green Bay Packers writer and draft writer. He always does like the, what scouts are saying about draft prospect stories every year. Well, mm-hmm. like, he's like a really long time no, 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 he, like, really Green Bay Packers writer. He works for like go long that one website that does features and stuff. And he said today that like his belief and from his understanding of the Packers and his conversations is that the Packers are moving on from Rogers and He had the best line of 2023 in it. He said the Packers are disgusted with (laughs) Rogers. Disgusted, yeah. He's a weirdo. Disgusted might be a bit overstating it, but no, I I I think they're all with Jordan Love next year. I think Rogers is. I don't know, man. Is is he a Jet? I I, because Derek Carr with the Jets, I could see that. I just feel like
0: uh, I. I feel like I read a lot of stuff that was like all the smoke coming out of the Senior Bowl and coming out of like Super Bowl week was that like the Jets is like the Jets ownership and like like hiring Nathaniel Hack and like everything is pointing to the Jets like being desperate for Rodgers. and then like if I'm Rogers like what team would I want to go to over the Jets? Yeah,
1: it. It is absolutely awesome that Nate Hackett has turned, knowing Aaron Rodgers, and <laughs> NFL job after NFL job.
0: That's the true mark of the NFL is the fact that Nathaniel Hackett is like being paraded around. It's <laughs> like a little.
1: So yeah, yeah, okay. I'll go. Rogers to the Jets. Car to. Car to the Panthers. Ew, no Panther.
0: I okay. No. Yeah. I think Carr goes to the Saints because – well, I guess Carr did – I didn't feel like I saw something where he was going to visit with the Jets, so this kind of cancels this theory. But since he and the Saints were, like, visiting with each other before he was officially released from the Raiders, I just feel like – I don't know. I heard on some podcasts that, like, the flirta- the flirting was just too much. So I feel like Carr to, the, Carr to the Saints makes sense. And then, like, I don't know. Reich has been just dealing with, like, all these, like, scrub – veteran quarterbacks for the past few years in Indy. i feel like he's definitely gonna want to draft a young guy and like whether it's stratt or richardson like they move up or they don't a quarterback just or a rookie quarterback seems to make a lot of sense for carolina in my opinion
1: you listen to some weird podcasts (laughs) the ringer
0: i listen to your (laughs) guys steven's my favorite steven and uh, ben solak
1: yeah good they're good people they're good people
0: Um, yeah, I mean Jordan Love is gonna be on his the fourth year of his rookie contract. So he'll be playing his fifth year option in 2024. So the Packers do have a little bit of time to like but, figure him out. It's just that like they don't really have like him on a rookie contract
1: Super Bowl window. So here's my question. If Jordan Love ends up being a solid, you know, top 18 to 20 <laughs> quarterback, like a, a quarterback, you know, they can stomach starting. Was that a good pick? Because you still, I feel like, you know, wasted three years of having a first rounder elsewhere on the roster when you had Rodgers at quarterback. I, I know, I know, the nerds are going to say, "Oh, this is, you know, if a team can take a quarterback with Aaron Rodgers, you know, you can take a quarterback in the first round if you're the Chiefs or something stupid like that." I think it was a good pick because I think Jordan Love is like
0: not a bust. I don't know if he's going to be good. And, like, obviously it would be, like, shocking if, like, he was, like, just another Hall of Famer that followed in the footsteps of Rodgers and Favre. But I feel like he's going to be good enough that, like, either the Packers will want to re-sign him and, like, keep him as their franchise guy, or he'll still be, like, a decent quarterback. And so the Packers will be able to, like, just get a draft pick back. And, like, for that reason, like, again, like, I feel like it's tough that, like, you're not going to be able to – use like his rookie years in terms of like going to win a Super Bowl with expensive veterans, but I would say it was like I'm confident enough in him being an okay player that I think it was a fine pick.
1: Thank you, Guess. You you help me understand what disappointment will feel like when I have kids. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know, yeah. I you're supposed to back me up on that one. No. I didn't you up. I was trying to give out. What what if, what if they used that first round pick on another position when Rodgers was having MVP seasons that could have, you know, helped them get over the hump?
0: I don't know. I don't like I don't think I don't think the Packers were like one first round good first I don't think there were one player away from winning a Super Bowl. what, what draft was
1: that? 2018 or 19? Twenty twenty. Jordan Love got taken?
0: Twenty twenty. Let's see. Twenty twenty-three, got... man. These like twenty twenties are going okay. back. They're weird.
1: Uh probably maybe fair because they the guys right after him it was Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen, Isaiah Wilson, Noah. The corner yeah. to my
0: who's not even on the team anymore, I don't think.
1: Jeff Gladney, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, T Higgins.
0: T is really good. He's a lot better than I thought he was going to be during that draft process.
1: So T Higgins and Jonathan Taylor are probably the only guys who swing that.
0: Well, I mean, Aaron Jones, I feel like he's been like one of the guys who's like, everyone knows he's good, but he's like maybe still a little underrated. Like long story short, Aaron Jones is really good. So I don't know about Jonathan Taylor, but T Higgins as like a compliment to Devontae, that would have been pretty nice. I'll give you that.
1: What about the fact that they took Hurts over Jalen Hurts. I mean, that they took love over Jalen Hurts.
0: I think that's fine. I mean, I was like surprised that Jalen Hurts was like being mocked to like the third and fourth round. I didn't really like get that because it's like, okay, sure, he's not a top 10 kind of pick, but he's got mobility. And I don't know. I thought he was like fine. Fine. I can without like Philly fans being like outraged over it.
1: You're never wrong, are you, Guess? Rarely, <laughs> uh,
0: I was a kind of a big Nate Hackett guy this time last year, yeah. About that, that was really just me just trying to talk myself into different candidates, but I'm wrong wrong sometimes. I would have gone scorched first. It actually did feel really good to be right about the Super Bowl because I read like I wrote a pretty big like betting preview, in it was a good I, article, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. I spent way too much time on it, so then I made like, four the, bucks. Heyo. Uh, so the yeah, fact yeah. that it, like vindicated me because like in the first half I was like, oh man, I just spent the past week like researching this game and like writing all about it, and like now the Eagles are up ten. But then like I don't know, I was the Chiefs. Chiefs made me feel pretty good about myself.
1: Yeah, you deserve to feel good about yourself.
0: <laughs> all right, well, I feel like you're gonna be feeling pretty good about yourself because you released an article about like your predictions for free agency with the Jaguars. And it feels like, I mean, we kind of been talking about it a lot. And so it feels like you've got a pretty big pulse, but what, what, like, what do you, in terms of Evan Engram, Dwayne Smoot, Arden Key, Jawan Taylor, Marvin Jones are like the top five free agents coming up to the Jaguars. Actually, let me say uh, Roy Robertson Harris instead of Marvin Jones.
1: You're not free agent. Who's a free agent? Robson Harris isn't a free agent.
0: Oh, you're right. He was a cut candidate. That's why I was thinking of yeah. him. So, okay. It is Marvin over Roy. Uh-uh. Ingram, Marvin, Smoot, Key, and Jawan.
1: Predictions? I think Ingram comes back. I don't think they let Ingram leave, even if it means potentially franchise tagging him and then signing him before the draft. I think they bring Key back. I think they really want Key back. I think Key really wants to be back. Was, it wouldn't surprise me if he's like the first guy they announced that they re sign because I don't think he's going to sign some kind of like, you know, earth shattering deal. Uh, I Smith, like that.
0: That's a good take. He's going to be the first signee. I, I love that prediction. I, th- I think
1: so. Spoot, I think, comes back on a two year deal with a super low cap hit in 2023. I, you know, I did my predictions article. I think Robson Harris potentially gets released as a cap casualty, but then they bring Smoot back. And somebody was like, why would you get rid of one interior player in favor of another who might not play next year? And one like Smoot should play next year. (laughs) He might not be ready for week one, but he'll play at some point next year. But I mean, you you can bring him back to almost cost you nothing in 2023. So I think that makes sense. But I do think Jawan Taylor signs a contract elsewhere. I think he's going to get in that 14 to $15 million per year range. I think the Jaguars, you know, probably feel comfortable more in the, say, 11 to 12 million range. I mean, you know, Taylor is a right tackle at the end of the day, and, but I do think he's going to get paid like one of the top one to, you know, one to three right tackles in the league. And I'm not sure the Jaguars are going to be the team that ponies that up. And, you know, they probably shouldn't, honestly. You know, just like knowing you have little in your back pocket, walk a little, even though he's not like a natural right tackle. I, I It's probably the smart football business decision to not, you know, pay Taylor a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can kind of just like go at it with common sense of
0: like whether or not like each player makes sense for both sides. Like Dwayne Smoot, like a two-year deal, like you said, makes sense for both sides. Smoot stays with the team he's always been with. And like the team gets like, I don't know, uh, just like a low contract for a good player, but that's coming off injury. And then with both Engram and Key, it's pretty clear that like both sides like each other and are interested with each other. But, like, with Marvin, it's, like, unless he's, like, going for the vet or whatever, like, they the Jaguars' next starting free agents or starting receivers are kind of set in stone with Ridley, Kirk, and Jones as in Zay. So, like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for Marvin to come back for the Jaguars. And then with Taylor, like, same thing. They kind of have Walker and Cam. And, like, for Juwan, it makes more sense to get more money from a different franchise since the Jaguars aren't going to be able to Pay him as much as another team probably would be able to, so I mean I'm I agree with you all the way. Like I think the most interesting thing is going to be like whether or not they cut Agnew and or uh, Roy Robertson Harris or like if they try to restructure one or both of them or like kind of what happens there. Because if Roy Robertson Harris is just straight up cut, then it's like defensive tackle is a way likelier pick for slot twenty four in April.
1: It it really feels like a second domino has to fall after Shaq Griffin. You know, yeah, like, like when you're doing the numbers, it really feels like like one other guy has to, you know, be released. And I don't I don't think it can be Rashawn Jenkins. And it's like like maybe you can like restructure
0: the deals of like sheriff or Kirk or Foyer and like I don't know, convert stuff into signing bonuses. And I be finicky with money, but
1: if if they restructure Cam, Kirk, Zay, Rashawn, and Fatakasi and release Shaq and Robson Harris still have 29 million in cap space. And how much is like the rookie draft
0: about like 10 million, maybe? Yeah.
1: So that, that, gives was- you, that gives you enough to resign, you know, a couple guys depending on making them low, you know, cap hits. And then I think they'd be expected to have like 60 million, you know, the next year. The, all, the only thing is it would lock, like if, when you do that, it kind of locks you into that deal, like mm-hmm. with that player. So like, Rayshon, Cam, Foley, Zay, they all have two more years on their deal. So, it's basically saying, okay, these guys are staying for two more years. Which you can probably stomach for every one of those players, honestly. Well, it's definitely fair
0: to say that the interesting part of free agency for the Jaguars is going to be seeing who they let walk and who they let go uh, or who they keep, who they restructure, as opposed to, like, kind of new faces coming in because it definitely feels like the days of – signing guys to ten million dollar deals multi multi-years off the streets is probably donezo. Yeah. I, I, I think so. Um in terms of like guys who the Jaguars could look for in free agency that aren't currently on the team, like do you think there's any like uh quick roster fixes they, they can make like like one that I had in my head was just like a veteran running back because it feels like as like fun as ETN is and as good as he is, uh, depth is definitely a concern at that position. So, it could make sense for a veteran guy who, like, they would trust on passing downs with protection, like 4 yard situations.
1: Ooh, Pirine,
0: that's interesting.
1: He might ask for too much money, but I feel like he's a good stylistic, like, stylistic fit. I want like a
0: and Blunt, <laughs> just like a, I don't know, a tr- like a guy that's like you're not doubting that he's a power back.
1: Yeah. Sheldon, I feel
0: like that'd be a fun mix along with ETM.
1: Sheldon Rankins has been my like if they're gonna spin on somebody has been my guess. Ooh, yeah. What yeah. team was he with last? He's he's with the uh, Jets. I feel like he was bouncing around for a little bit. Am I wrong? Yeah, he was. He was with like the Saints and stuff.
0: Yeah. Let's see
1: what 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 is the running back market looking like other than other than Piran? What like Boston Scott, I think is in it, but he's 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 really similar to ETN. Yeah.
0: I guess I could uh looked all right in 2023.
1: pre agent <laughs> running back. So, yeah. You got Saquon, <laughs> Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, Jamal Williams, Josh Jacobs, Mark Ingram, Mostert. Mostert. Um, yeah, so screw you, uh, <laughs> Miles Sanders, Matt Breida. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean Jeff Wilson. It's a pretty stacked class. Not gonna lie, it's not bad. I was like
0: Deontay had a pretty good year for the Panthers. Like he could be that like power back. Since like it clearly wasn't Jermichael a c or Snoop Conner. I got like, one for you. Sean Penny would be pretty cool, depending on how much money he wants. I got one for you. What's up? Damian Harris. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. That's That was one of the names that uh, I was thinking of. Because, like, it feels like it's kind of – I don't know. Who's that other running back? Stevenson in New England. I th- it feels like it's his backfield now. And, like, yeah. Damian Harris is – I don't know. We'll see. I feel like they – did they re-sign Sony Michelle or did they trade him before, like, sending him?
1: I couldn't tell you what team Sonny plays for.
0: <laughs> uh, well, he doesn't play for our team anymore, but he got traded to like the Rams or something. Uh, Yeah, I think Damian Harris could be pretty cool. That could be like a good underrated guy to look out for. Yeah. I feel like slot cornerback is like another one. It's like, others there's usually like a decent veteran that you can get for because it's slot cornerback and not like a premier shutdown outside guy like a James Bradbury. Like, I don't know. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. John? Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Are you saying there's a chance? Tell me there's a chance.
1: Michelle averaged 2.9 yards per carry for the Chargers last year. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I I think maybe they signed like a veteran defensive lineman and maybe a veteran corner, and I think that's it. I I would be surprised, like whether or not it's nickel
0: or outside, like. Yeah feels like they're going to have to do something in free agency at cornerback in terms
1: of depth. Um all right John, you got anything else today? Keep your eye out for, you know, my prospect profiles. They're going to start coming out in the next few days. I've finally gotten a hand on some college, you know, all 22. Can't post it because of the man, but you know, <laughs> it's it, it's it's hard to find out there. So watched, you know, about four games of uh, keely ringo and you know i'll I'll have my full thoughts on him as a player you know profile out on him coming out and then you know i'll be at the combine in a couple weeks so you know nice. everything, everything i hear in indianapolis about the jaguars you know the scuttle from other nfl you know folks i'll make sure i keep you guys updated
0: that's pretty sweet i got nothing
1: going on the couple, next couple of weeks
0: is ringo the first guy that you watched
1: yeah he is yeah i think yeah. I,
0: i'm Last year, I feel like I said last week. I mostly watched receivers last year. I'll probably do corners this year. So,
1: do you do? Uh, I've do you w- at- I watched so many receivers the last two drafts, and the only one they took was Jalen Camp, <laughs> who, who I didn't, who I I still have never seen a snap of.
0: Yeah, no. I watched like I saw three highlights the day that he was drafted, and that that was it.
1: <laughs> so did Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, let's get out with that. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll maybe be back next week. We got to think of some stuff to talk about. But until next time, thanks for listening/slash watching.